As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This is episode 329, A Dance with the Dragons, chapter 59, The Discarded Knight. Barristan Selmy is barely welcome in Hisdar's court, only more so than Quentin. Welcome to Unspoiled. Hi. How you doing? <laughs> I am feeling the effects of one sip of this martini in uh, my leg bones. In your leg. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be an interesting episode. I can feel it oozing down. You know- smoky fingers are, wiggling. Are you going to have a smoke, baby? <laughs> Out of my feet and toes. It's weird. That is weird. Anyway. How are you? Guys, I'm looking at a fully loaded glass of pure booze, which is what a martini is, that uh, yes. is going to make this an interesting ride, I have Whee! a feeling. Um, I've hardly had any yet. I know. That's why I'm <laughs> concerned. I think it's the first sip that really does me in. After that, it's like plateauing. Oh, sure. That's what I they always say. I just get drunk pretty much instantly. Once uh, with alcohol, a little bit does a lot. And then a lot doesn't affect you at all. Oh, wait. That's never what they've ever said. <laughs> Shut up. Um, so, the chapter? Yeah. Barristan. Yeah. The Bold. Yeah. Benaristan. <laughs> okay. I thought I was supposed to be the drinking Well, one. he's taking Daenerys' place in letting us know what's happening in Marine. True. Since she is AWOL. So, what, uh, what did you think of this chapter? Uh, it's an all right. Like, I liked it okay. I like Barrison, and I don't know why. Why? I find him a... Maybe because he's a grumpy old man, like I am <laughs> rapidly becoming. Yes. Um, maybe, I th- he, Actually, I was thinking about this a little as we were getting ready, and I think what's happened in the Daenerys storyline is they've kind of figured out where things are going, and I'm no longer as impatient to get there. Where do you think things are going? I think... We're heading towards this like violent uprising, a riot. Yeah, 
you're, you think we're heading for a riot. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to clear that up. I mean, I think every... It's a really weird prediction for you to make that you don't make all that often. <laughs> so I wanted to be sure that I was right about it. Listen, <laughs> there's an old, st- like, sort of storytelling... Riot? Riot. Is it a storytelling riot where people just yell stories at each other and nobody listens to anyone? That sounds like most of these podcasts. <laughs> Um, it's an axiom is that if the reader knows he's getting towards a riot, he will, uh, feel relaxed and calm because he knows the riot's coming. All right. (laughs) No, but I feel like the, like a lot of the impatience I had with the Daenerys storyline came from being like, where is this going? She doesn't know. I don't know. Something I no ha- longer care. Exactly. Yeah. But now that it seems like, okay, there's going to be an uprising at some point. There's all these factors pointing towards a battle or a riot or a something. I feel more relaxed. Cause I know there could be a twist and it could not be what I think it's going to be. But I feel like feeling like I know something is going to happen and we're getting there. Okay. Makes even not so exciting chapters more enjoyable to read so what if it never happens will you then retroactively hate these chapters i don't i was thinking about that and i feel like if there's a twist and it's interesting then i won't and if i get exactly what i want then i won't and if i don't get what i want maybe (laughs) but maybe i mean at least though it's got to be better it's I won't hate these chapters as much as I hated the other chapters where I didn't even know, like have an idea of what I thought was coming. Okay. Because those I didn't even enjoy at the time. So if these turn into a letdown, I won't hate them more than the ones that are still a letdown. Fair enough. Okay. But, um, and I, I like the same thing with the last John chapter we read, like wasn't the most fascinating in of itself, but it feels like I have an idea where I think things are going. And even if they don't go there, at least... Uh, I know what's supposed like you know nothing. Listen, <laughs> some of these chapters feel like we were watching like Law and Order, and then like the cops just have abandoned like looking for the killer and are just like going around like shopping for sheets. And I'm like, why is this happening? <laughs> what? What's like? I would it, watch that show. Red <laughs> Count is very overrated. Well, that's the thing. Like, if they were, if they're like the killer strangled them with sheets, we got to go look at sheets to find out why or how what if they said we've got to go look for sheets and then they went and looked at plates <laughs> yeah that'd be confusing i'm like thinking about just you know you getting all set up for daenerys unleashing her dragons and then she totally doesn't and they're like we're gonna look for sheets that match this and then they get totally distracted once they're in bed bath and beyond and they're like in the ceramic section well, no, it's more like the rest of the episode. So like the early Daenerys chapters, right, are like in Law and Order. The detectives are going to look at sheets and we don't know why. And we're just like, what the fuck is happening? Who cares about sheets? But these chapters are Who like gives a sheet. Am I right? I fived myself. But these chapters are like a guy got strangled with a sheet and they're going to look at sheets and we're like, all right, at least I know what these sheets are about. They're I can't still... believe that this analogy is gone. This because you long. keep interrupting me. <laughs> I'm like, it's like sheets, and you're like, I five myself. Sorry, you legitimately got me frustrated. I guess it's what it feels like to be you. Yeah, how about that? Interesting. I'm sorry. Hmm. All right, let's make a pack. No more than two interruptions per extended metaphor. <laughs> 
<laughs> I will agree to no such term. Oh, shoot. It's just like, I feel like my point was so tenuous to have you swing your sword at me while I was trying to spin it out of a spider's butt. I, oh, God. <laughs> See? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so this is going well. Uh, <laughs> do you want to start at the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Okay, so uh, there's a murder. The detectives are going to look for sheep. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, all hail Hisdar Zolora, king of marine and father of dragons, kind of adopted. <laughs> Stepdad of dragons. <laughs> Octark of octopus. And... uh Barristan is watching him come in and sit down on his massive carved dragon throne that he has replaced the uh, simple wooden bench with. Two dragon thrones. One of which is empty. Yeah. For Elijah. <laughs> Shut up. Um, yeah. He's trying to make the point. And he's holding a scepter. Like a total douche. Yeah, that's going to be so annoying. Ugh, what's the point? I mean, like you roll in with the scepter and you're holding it, and you're like, "Yeah, scepter." And then, like two hours in, you gotta be like, "Where am I?" Like you can't wave it around. You sure, can't... you can. Why not? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, depending, it could look foolish. I guess it it's supposed on... to like have weight, and if you're just like wiggling it like a uh, like a piece of chalk, I don't. So you know how they have the pictures of the queen, Queen Elizabeth, and she's got a scepter in one hand and she's holding that ball in the other. Mm-hmm. Is that like the most literal dick and balls metaphor ever? Yes. Wow. That is fucking pathetic. People were not that subtle back in the day. Oh my god. That is so... That's like... I wish that they they had just foregone it being an actual sphere and just made it look like a fucking sack. Like um, a party, party-colored party ball sack. Is it supposed <laughs> to be something else? I had... I thought that it was supposed to be like the, the sun... And I don't know what the dick part would have been. Well, I mean, the scepter is traditionally like it stems from like a mace, which is like a like both a. Uh, I think like in Egypt, like in Egypt, you had the scepter, right? And it was like a combination of you had like the sept, like the mace and the threshing tool. So it was like a fighter and a farmer. Okay. And I think that kind of evolved like to a scepter just being like a weapon. But like a ceremonial, like sort of from a weapon to like something that's just more like. So there's no magic wand thing there at all. I mean, possibly. Like I'm sure like that could have weaved in there. Conducting your powers. Yeah. You know what I mean, I don't know, but don't yeah, know it just occurred to me as you were talking about the scepter. I was like, wow, she was literally holding a stick and a ball. I mean, those are the two most common shapes. Are they? Maybe not. Are they now? I mean, a hill, I guess, is more common. We've got mad hills and lady vills. <laughs> what, what is happening? <laughs> hills in the front, hills in the back. Thank you, Fergie. <laughs> um. My hills, my hills, my hills, my hills. Uh. Walk them out. <laughs> okay. Uh, his dar. He's reading off his resume where he's pumped up his accomplishments. <laughs> Or, um, no, the Perfume Seneschal announces him. Yeah. Barristan gets, like, still gets to show up even though he's, like, a real... He's been dismissed, he says. Yeah. That, but they didn't take his sword away, which he's pleased about. Because otherwise, if he's not one of his daughter's personal attendants, he's not supposed to be able to have a weapon. Yeah. But he has one anyway. Yeah. So he's pleased by that, as would pleased I be. as punch. Oh, yeah. That's a thing people say, huh? Yeah. 
That's weird, isn't it? It is weird. Why would Punch be pleased particularly about anything? Uh, I think it's just alliterative. Huh. All right. Well, yeah, so... Punch is also full of alcohol sometimes. Yeah, but that wouldn't make it in itself pleased. That would please the consumer. Well, I mean, when you're full of alcohol, you're pleased. Am I? Because I don't feel particularly pleased right now. Yeah. I just threw that at you. <laughs> Displeasure. Oh, boy. Displeased as... Dispunch. Dis- as D's punch. <laughs> um, Why? I don't know. So... They are having an audience with all the people who have complaints, and there's lots of them. Yes. This is a running theme, though. These Marinese are just big-time whiners. Hi, babies. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I I think you're correct. (laughs) Anyway, they're all like, God, she burned my kids to death. Oh, my palaquin got destroyed. Oh, look at my arm. It's all charred and oozing. I'm a slave or something. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's just super, super whiny. Yep. And uh, he's basically like, it seems like his dar isn't handling this shit at all. No. The uh, Seneschal is doing all of it. Yeah. Why is he even there? Just to look cool. Is there? Yeah. Yeah, to, I don't know. Like, that's his job. Display his power. Yeah. He hasn't been doing the king thing long enough to leave Resnack there on his own. Nobody should leave Resnag on his own ever. It's probably a bad idea. And um, it's also like in the room, there's a bunch of complaints and we don't really get tons of... It's not like some of the Daenerys chapters where there's a lot of info. Like, all right, well, we're going to give you 14 gold and we're going to give your slave to somebody else to be their slave and now you're a slave. Um, (laughs) But we do get the fact that the free men are getting angry and they're like, when's the queen coming back? Yeah. Yeah, and one of the guys actually yells out, he's no king of mine. Yeah, go suck it, Hisdar. Nobody likes Hisdar. And Hisdar's not, like, responding to any of this. He's yeah. just sitting there. I'm fucking like, dude, what is the point of you, really? And uh, and Barristan sees Quentin over in the corner with his bros. And, uh, oh, don't you dare. I see it all over your face. Stop it. Stop it. Guys, if you've been listening to this show long enough, I'm pretty sure you know what song Brennan was about to start quoting when I said he was over in the corner. You're not allowed, Brendan. Uh, Are you okay? (laughs) Rain it in. I am just the essence of restraint. You mean the spirit of restraint? The soul of restraint? The... Heart of restraint? That's exactly it. Anyway. So he sees Quentin over there. In the corner. (sighs) I hate you. (laughs) And he's noting that uh, there's this actual, there's this quote that I really, really like Mm -hmm. here, which is that his dar was dutiful and reasonable and whatever, but not the type of man to make a woman's heart beat faster. And uh, he says, Daenerys wants poetry and passion and laughter. She wanted fire, and they sent her mud. You were talking about Quinn. You said his there. Oh, yeah. My bad. I mean, it kind of applies to his there as well, but she didn't marry him. Yeah, that's true. Uh, And then he thinks, um, you could use mud in a poultice to cool a fever. You could plant seeds in mud and grow a crop to feed your family. 
mud would nourish you, but young girls and fools would choose fire every time. I love that quote because it's true. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, nice guys finish last. That's why Barris in the Bold is a dick to the ladies. Uh, I don't know about that. Do you think? About what? That he's a dick to the ladies? Well, he's been celibate for a while. Chivalrous? No, I don't think he is. I was just teasing about the whole idea of um, mud versus fire. Oh, okay. Ain't nothing wrong with some mud. I'm a big mud fan. Oh, yeah? On the record. Still, it's not a great... uh, No one's happy to be called mud. Yeah, I just... I... It's not like a romantic idea, but it is one of those things that's just like... Really, it's really important. It's a cornerstone of life. It doesn't sound... Yeah. Earth. The earth. What do we do without it? Float around, that's what. (laughs) Sure, in space. (laughs) It's very hot right now with that movie. Um... So he sees Quentin. Don't and he's like he's noting that Garrus Drinkwater is everything that a prince should be, and that perhaps if he had looked like Garrus, things might have gone a little bit differently. But he notices that there's something a little too sweet about Garrus and thinks false coin. Yeah. He'd seen his like many a time. This is vitamin water. Too sweet. Then it occurs to him. That Quentin is related to the Red Viper, who is famous for using poisons. And suddenly he's like, holy shit, maybe Quentin poisoned Daenerys or tried to poison Hisdar. Maybe that was the whole thing, that he wanted to get Hisdar out of the way. And then kind of runs away with that little speculation. Do you believe in this at all? Um, I don't believe that Quentin tried to poison um, Hisdar. Or anybody. Drink water? Maybe. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm like, maybe Garrus is the one who tried to do this, and that was why it was so clumsy. Just because he was just like, I don't know, whatever, we'll figure it out. Later on, um, Bloodbeard also comes forward as someone who might enjoy a descent into chaos. That's true. So, I mean, it's not like there aren't enough people who want one or both of them dead. Right. But... If it's going to be one of the Dornish Garrus would be my guess. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know if it's just like Garrus stands to gain personally if Quentin comes to the throne, like if he's been promised all this stuff, doubtless. I don't know what kind of motivation there is behind this for him, but I would imagine that he stands for... He, he has a payout coming to him if this were to work out. Well, I'm sure, theoretically, if Garrus did this, I could see... What's his? Who's the Prince of Doran's name again? Quentin? No, no, no. The uh, oh, Doran. Doran. Yeah, I could see Doran being like, "Listen, drink water. My son's kind of mud. Uh, <laughs> if shit is not working out the way it should be, you know what to do. Push this thing along. Get yeah. it happening. Yeah. All right. Well, so, possible. It, I yeah, I think he's a better candidate than some of the other ones we've discussed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess it could be his daughter. I just don't see it, though. He just seems to me such a passive type. He certainly ways. is passive in this chapter. Yeah. He seems lost. Um. So, in any case, one of the... Uh, I think it's Garrus tells the big man a joke. 
and he laughs loud enough to draw his dar's attention. And his dar frowns and whispers something to someone who like scuttles off. And uh, Barristan notes all of this with a little bit of alarm because he realizes that the only person that was remotely going to show them any welcome here was Daenerys and she's gone. And right. He thinks that obviously Quentin doesn't understand the danger that he's in. And uh, he th- he should have left already and is thinking, I need to go over him, go, go over to him and tell him to get the fuck out of here. Right. Because his there's like, didn't this guy come to marry my wife? And yeah. Why is he still here? Yeah. As uh, Barristan puts it, it would have been enough to make any husband annoyed. But considering everything and her being gone and them still being there, it was like even more so. Right. Um. So, yeah, at this point, Bloodbeard comes in. And he's like, I got you a present. It's a severed head. <laughs> that was really anticlimactic. I thought you were going to come up with something slightly less literal to describe this. Um, I'm carrying a severed head. <laughs> oh, bummer. Nope, sorry. Yeah, Um. he just like throws this basically at his dar. It like flops across the floor. Yep, I can like hear it pins. in my head. I've been watching too much Walking Dead. <laughs> and uh, it turns out to be Admiral Groleo, the Admiral without ships. Yep. I'm bummed out about that. He was on Daenerys' side. He was a good dude who yeah. was trying to get her to do the same thing and release her dragons and fucking torch the place. And she didn't do it. And now he's dead for yeah. all the faith that he had. And that's basically what Barrison thinks when he sees this. It was like, this guy just wanted to go home. And here is his fucking head. And he had a child and a wife. And Yep. Being... He's kind of like, why is that guy the one that they decided to execute? Out of all the other uh, hostages that they had that actually command people, it seems an odd choice. He didn't even have ships. Right. But I think he's right in thinking that, like, well, this is the one that they can kill to make a statement but has the least likely chance to immediately cause a violent retribution right and uh when bloodbeard does this barristan thinks about the various kings that he's served and what their reactions would have been right and uh i think it's jaharis right is the one that he said many people thought of as weak yep who would have had this guy you know in custody right away that King Aerys would have like cringed <laughs> away from it and Burn cut himself him. on his throne, but still, yeah. And then Robert would have asked for his hammer. Hey, get me my hammer. I'm going to hammer this guy's head off. That would be so amazing. There is this fantastic... Okay, on our blog, I post a piece of artwork with every blog post. And there is this artist called Sir Hartzelot. I've who, heard of him. He is one of my top two or three favorite artists uh, that does Game of Thrones artwork. Mm-hmm. Just because he does a very like stylized, cartoonish, whimsical sort of uh, style. And there is a particular illustration that I might load up with this particular chapter of um, each of the Baratheons with like their wingman. So he's got Stannis with the Onion Knight and uh, Loris and Renly. And Robert and Ned. Mm-hmm. And he has the uh, Robert and Ned like doing a fist bump with each other. 
and Robert is like massive and way huger than Ned and like got this big round red face and he's like cracking up laughing and Ned is just sort of like sheepishly smiling like oh Robert's drunk again as he's fist pumping him and it is the best depiction of Robert I've ever seen and when I was just picturing right now like that same round red faced Robert being like Give me my fucking hammer. This guy is mincemeat. I was like, oh, yes. Hey, stay there. You stay right where you are till that hammer gets to me. Right. I see the guy carry. Nope. Here it Don't comes. go Hold anywhere. On. Hold on. Stay still. It's almost here. All right. Oof, it's heavier than I remember. Nope. No problem. No, I can. I got it. I got it. Hold on. Stand still. Christ's sake. How am I supposed to do this? Okay. Now, what <laughs> did the nail say to the squash? squash. How does this go? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just love that. And I think I'm going to put... I I have a couple illustrations for this particular post. Oh, I might boy. Do, I might double up. Who knows? Oh, that's cra- it's crazy. Spoiler alert. Day. Who knows what's going to happen? Oh, my God. Um, unspoiledpodcast.com to see if she actually posted two pictures. Right. Just, I might just post a link to it, but it's pretty great. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I know that Robert didn't make a good king, that he was a way better soldier than a king. Mm-hmm. But after the absolute shit show that we have seen since he's died, I would take Robert Baratheon any day. Dude, <laughs> Robert Baratheon is like Bill Clinton. At the time, everyone was like, this guy's a fucking asshole. And as soon as he left, everyone was like, well, the economy was a lot better back right? then. And there are other factors involved, and yep. it's not entirely... Hit, but Jesus Christ, when... If he didn't he, chase quite so much pussy, <laughs> maybe it wouldn't have been so horrible. Eight years later, everyone's like, listen, why were we so incensed about the pussy chasing? It was summer. We had food. No one was getting murdered in their beds. Yep. Uh, Wait, we're the, talking about Clinton now, right? Yeah, of course. It's <laughs> a perfect metaphor. <laughs> I really like that, actually. So Clinton is Robert Baratheon, and George Bush was Joffrey in that he was like weirdly had no self awareness and this real like childlike destructive quality <laughs> to him. And uh, somebody else was totally like pulling the strings behind the curtain. That would be Tywin. Oh my God, Cheney and Tywin. Oh, there you go. This is fucking too creepy. Lock it up. So who's Barack? Uh, Tommen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that's a little upsetting, but not seeming that off base. <laughs> he doesn't seem very, very, he seems, he feels really impotent, Barack. I mean, I know he's gotten some shit done, but man, he's in a bad place right now and it doesn't look too good for him. And well, he and should just go play with some kids. <laughs> Take listen, his mind off it. Both of them have pretty much, you know, the government is shut down in either case. And, oh, uh, man. Here we are. That's All right. That's amazing. Guys, there's a lot of problems with that metaphor. Don't write in. Yeah, right? Please don't. Um, Or do, and I will just ignore it. That's fine, too. Okay. (laughs) So, did we read a book today? What happened? At some point, whatever. Um, All right. So, his dog, oh, the head comes in. Flop across the floor. Floppy, floppy. And Reznak is all like, (laughs) but his dog's just like, "Eh?" Like, he's he's just just staring staring at at it, it, frozen, not doing anything. Not his body's like, okay, okay, head, head, head. What do we do with the head? Um, cr- uh, uh, right? uh, oh, I had a whole thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Bloodbeard is just like laughing at them because what this is, 
they feel that they are uh, doing one life for another because somebody that was supposed to be a hostage was killed during the whole takeoff by Drogon. No, it was the Grand Supreme Commander. Wasn't he a hostage? No. Oh, okay. He was a guest to watch the fights. Oh. And he died in the kerfluffle, so they're killing the hostage. Because they don't... The he mi- got crushed under the... Uh, under the feet of his own slaves, yes. which is the best thing in the world. Yeah, because the Miranese don't get hostages. Oh, okay. I thought that they took a couple. All right. So they feel that she somehow violated the peace, even though it was obviously a fucking accident, but whatever. Listen, I feel like if I was an injury lawyer, I could establish that she owned the dragon, she rode the dragon out of there, and therefore is responsible. Which is clearly how things work in marine well i'm just saying that it's obviously a a really listen i mean they just decided that you know this was punishable by death of some guy who had nothing to do with it but i think you can make an argument that daenerys isn't completely uh guilt-free in this situation okay okay i mean it's a stretch shut up that's what i say (sighs) fair enough um (laughs) Um, They're also returning a couple of his there's children. Oh, right. Or nieces, right? Three, there's kids. Yeah, cousins. His um, family. There's three of them that they're returning, but then they're keeping three still. Yeah, they're keeping Dario, the Blood Rider, and... Someone. Somebody. Dario's the only one that Daenerys cares about, obviously. Listen, Daenerys isn't here anymore. Let's stop talking about her. Oh, yeah. This is, at this point... Um, his dar says something about, you know, my wife will not be pleased. And the guy says, she's dead and gone. With the weed growing and through eaten her skull. By, yeah. And then says, weeds grow through her broken skull. And I was like, way to paint a picture, bro. Yeah, dude. Keep it specific. <laughs> it's a dandelion. It opens. A butterfly approaches. What's that? Oh, it leaves. It's too scared of the skull. Everybody is like screaming when he says this. Some people are agreeing. And stamping their feet and whistling, and some people are yelling at him like "fuck you." She's totally alive. You cunt. That's what they're like. They're they're stamping their feet. <laughs> Daenerys is dead. Daenerys is dead. Oh man! <laughs> One guy to the side. King in the north. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Whoops. Wrong, wrong chant. Um. So yeah, at this point. It seems that shit has spiraled enough out of control that everybody who had been going to come forward with their little problems is like, you know what? I'll just come back tomorrow. Well, no, the uh, the brazen bees usher everybody out. Uh, but well, a lot of people had started leaving already. Yeah. It seems like it's about to be a riot. Yeah, every, everybody wants a riot. Am I right? Yes. Am I right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and. Uh, and he's also looking at the brazen beast, Sir Barristan, and wondering, again, is it the same dude who wears the same mask every day? Who are you? And he's also said a couple of the creatures this time, there's a seal. Could I think of a less threatening animal a than seal a seal? A seal will fuck you up, bro. I don't know about that, mister. Did they you don't see Arrested tusks. Development? Uh, it bit off that guy's hand. Did it really? Yeah. Oh, it Buster. wasn't a walrus? No, it's a seal. Huh. A seal is a like a seal is like a dog that can swim like a monster. Yeah, but if you're not in water, who fucking cares? Well, sure. Who fucking? Well, actually, they can get up on the side of the water and they'll still fuck you up. They're all muscle. The side of the water. The side That's of the how water. That works. AKA the, the shore. water side. <laughs> 
Um, and then there's a locust, which how do you even know what a locust face looks like? Like if you saw a mask that was of a locust face, would you be like, oh, it's a locust? Yeah, totally. Would you really? Sure. You are full of shit, I'd be shit, like, that sir. guy looks like he'd eat a lot of wheat if he was with thousands of his brethren. You are a bigot. You are Excuse an, me? an insect bigot. You don't know what they eat. Don't generalize. I do know what they eat. Um, hmm. ah, I heard ah, about it on Fox News. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. And then, uh, so yeah, there was a couple animals in there. Oh, a toad as well. But I yeah. was like, mm, not, not scared. Not impressed. But I guess it's just animals in general. I don't know. But I'd be fighting for like... You know, one of the more what's, fearsome. Yeah, beasts. what's your best? Uh, what's your best beast? Wolf. All right. Yeah. Or if I'm going to be ironic, shark. Um. Wait. Why is that ironic? Because you're out of the water. So who cares? What's this? Is still again? scary. Nope. <laughs> what, what is your attitude towards the water? They're it's in so... a desert. Who cares? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's still I mean, better I, than vole. I guess the sea is right there. Yeah, vole is the absolute worst. Who cares about a vole? Like I said, earthworm. The, it's the only thing I can think of that's like less threatening than a vole. I kind of like earthworm. <laughs> just a round yep. plate. With no aisles. <laughs> I just wander around <laughs> bouncing into things. Um, I can eat dirt and poop dirt. What would be yours then? Be, An animal A mask. worm? No, I, like for a fierce one. Uh, oh, I want to. All right. So I, I actually have a, a question. When you picture these masks, I always picture them as 2D. But do you think of them as 3D masks or 2D masks? Oh, for sure. 3D. Absolutely. Oh, okay. I kind of picture like almost like they're paper cutouts, but made of bronze. No way. He'd totally be able to see who was wearing them then. No, no. It's like a big piece of bronze that covers the entire face. But it's like a hood and then just a flat piece of bronze that has the design on it. I guess so. But I feel like that was still like there would be it wouldn't adhere to your face closely enough that he might still be able to tell who was behind that mask. No, it would look sick. It would be awesome. But that. All right. So if it's 3D, I want to be you ever see that fish that lives real deep that has like the thing that comes out of its head that glows. That like hangs in front of it like a fishing Yeah. That's what I want to be. Oh that thing is God. scary as fuck. You are so ridiculous. Has a huge mouth with big old teeth and then a hangy front bit. People be like, look out for that guy with the hangy front <laughs> bit. He's scary. <laughs> you know what? I actually might have to take it back. I like the wolf thing a lot, but Victorian's Kraken helmet is What does it matter ass. if it's not in the ocean, Natasha? If you're not swimming, you're not very frightening. Anything with tentacles is frightening no matter where it is. It's true. Tentacles are just fucking scary. Fact. Fact. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'll be Cthulhu. <laughs> um, so at this point, Hisdar basically just like decides, all right, well, I guess we're done here. He doesn't take any retro... Like, he's not doing anything oh, no, he about He actually this. is like, I'll call my counsel about this. Like, Yeah, that's real threatening. Thanks, what? dude. Good work, king. <laughs> So Barristan's leaving, and he notices Quentin and his bros heading back to their room. And he's hey, like, bros. Uh, you know what? And he follows them. He's like, you probably shouldn't go back to your room. Bros, let me bro out with you for a second. Are you you got to scram me? right now. That's how, that's how bros talk. Bros love to scram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, dude, you do know that you shouldn't be here. Everybody wants you dead, and you should fucking bail, right? 
Dude, you were trying to get with the king's girl. You were so bad at bro talk. Yo. It's the worst. Yo, bro, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you put it in bro talk then. I just did. Dude, you know, totally nobody wants you here, man. You should just fucking bail. That's bro talk. Done. Bro, you tried to <laughs> fuck his bitch, man. <laughs> yeah, that's how that goes. You gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> We're gonna do keg stands later. If You're you not were invited. Good at it, I don't know if we'd be married, so I guess that's why that's. Bro, I'm perfect is. at it, bro. <laughs> bro, I really put my heart into this, bro. Oh, oh man, this is the most ridiculous podcast we've done. Bro, I'm trying to establish my authenticity in our subculture, bro. <laughs> oh man, so yeah, he. Uh, Quentin's like, why would they want to do anything to me? I don't know. I'm just this. mud. Who cares? Oh, 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 oh. We um, <laughs> we skipped a big deal. What? They were like, we'll give you back the other hostages when you kill the dragons. Oh yeah. How do we miss that part? I forgot about that part. It's the most exciting thing on earth. So, uh, what do you think they're gonna do? You're gonna they're gonna kill the dragons before Daenerys gets back? Yo, if they try to kill the dragons, those dragons are going to get angry. Yeah, that's how that works. And dragons can sense anger. Can they? Maybe. Is that a fact? I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it's not. But anyway, I can't think of a better reason for Daenerys to show back up than her two mean babies getting threatened with death. Wow, there were so many better ways that you could have phrased that. That was not like... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Her two mean babies getting threatened with death. That just doesn't get across the impact of the dragons, like people trying to kill the dragons. Oh, yeah. No, I, I like your way better. The dragons. People trying to kill the dragons. Oh. <laughs> You're the one who started taking at me. <laughs> you stepped to me. Son of a I'll bitch. burn this whole podcast down. <laughs> All right. Let's do it like this from now on. <laughs> um, so what do you think is going to happen? I think this is a perfect, what we call in the riot business, Tinder point. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, them trying to kill the dragons is a perfect time for everything to go horribly right and everyone to show up and start murdering each other. So let's do it. So tell me what else happens. Like specifically, everyone shows up and starts murdering each other is pretty much a given any time in these books. Okay, so here's what I want to say. They go in, they're like, there's a lot of shit chatter back and forth. Um, that's it. Good story. <laughs> no, his our adventure is like, all right, we're, we have to kill the dragon. So Daenerys isn't coming back. I don't know what the fuck to do. Like, I'm killing these motherfuckers. Like, it's the only thing to buy time so that my idea of what the city should be can happen. So everyone. So how do they try and kill them, first of all? Slow it down. No, I won't. That's what I want to know. How do they do it? Wait, first I need to establish the ramifications because this is going to be the point where the Unsullied and everybody else is like, if they kill the dragons, that's like killing our hopes of Daenerys ever coming back. So we got to rise up and act. However, there's still going to be a force like a Navy SEAL of Miranese, whatever the fucks going in there. Oh, 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 they're going to send the brazen beast to kill the dragons because they're the Royal Guard, but they're actually loyal to the shave paint and they're going to let the dragons out and then everyone's going to revolt. The dragons will be flying over everything, burning people. And then Daenerys is going to have to come back just to save everyone from dying to dragon death. How will she know that this is even happening? She's in the sky and the dragons are in the sky and she's going to be able to see like them 
also maybe there's like an emotional connection, like when Jurgon knew to come for her, that she'll know to come for them. Hmm. Possibly Deus Ex Machina also. <laughs> Deus Ex Dragona, as yeah. you put it. Um, okay. So it's going to be the, sh- the Shave Pates dudes, the Brazen Beasts, who are supposed to try and kill the dragon. They let him free instead. Yeah. Okay. To kick off. So the whole, like, how would they try and kill the dragon doesn't even matter. Because exactly. Because they're not trying. Because my, th- my other thought was, like, maybe they'll send a force in to go kill them. But, like, the only people he has, the only people truly loyal to his are, are the pit fighters. Everybody else is, like... I could give a fuck. Exactly. Yeah. So I think he sends the Brazen Beast and... um, What's his face? Shave Pay is going to be, like... Oh yeah, you can send them, but I control them for real, and then we'll. This will be our way to get Daenerys back. We let the dragons free. Like, it's the best way I could think of to call her. Okay, yeah, I just find it tentative the uh, the means of her finding out that you're putting forth. Uh, sure. Like logistically, it might, but I mean, you could argue some sort of weird psychic connection because they're. I mean, Drogon's appearance was awfully coincidental. True. You could also say, like, well, if she's anywhere in the area and there's giant fire-breathing dragons flying around and she can see them on the horizon, like, she would probably come for that, right? It, d- it depends how far away she is. Sure. She would even be able to tell, but yeah. But, I mean, you've probably got a good 100-mile radius around where you can tell, like, something's happening. If she's on, If she's in the air. Sure. But what if she's not? Well, I mean, the book isn't going to have a boring ending because he's like, well, Daenerys is taking a bath right now, so she can't show up for the battle. Like, if I'm, it, I'm just trying to come up with other options. That's all. Other options like her just not coming? Yeah, I don't know. Um, what if she is dead and there's leads going through her broken She's skull? not dead. Don't be silly. Okay, fine. You know what I say. Nobody dies anymore. Okay. Um, Yeah, I just think it's a good... Uh, or maybe, I mean, maybe they'll, like, be getting ready to kill the dragons and then the ironborn will show up and start like massacring everyone outside and they're like fuck like here let's do this as a last minute oh my god i totally forgot to mention this last chapter Tormund giants bane tells john that the horn that they had that supposedly could take down the wall was totally a fake that they just like found in a grave so what if the horn that this dude blew doesn't have anything to do with dragons at all uh yeah it could be the wall blowing down horn i but somebody blew it, so and the wall didn't come down. It wasn't like the wall couldn't hear it, though. Yeah, that's how that works. Uh, well, I don't know how it works. <laughs> um, Why would it burn some dude's lungs out? No, I mean it's clearly magical in some, and it's like I think it's that Valerian is tied in with the whole like fire dragon magic thing. Um, and that's why it burnt his lungs out. I wonder what the other horn would have done if somebody blew it. I bet you, like. The only people who could blow that horn and live are probably either a red priest or a Targaryen. Dun, dun, dun. Burr, burr, burr. All right. Maybe she can use the... Maybe Daenerys has to blow the horn to get the other two dragons in line. Maybe. I don't know. Hmm. All right. Maybe it doesn't do shit. Who knows? Eagle high five? Oh, all right. Eagle high five. <laughs> Thanks.
Thanks for listening to this abruptly ended episode of Unspoiled. Come to our blog at unspoiledpodcast.com. To Facebook at facebook.com backslash unspoiledpod. You can follow me on Twitter at unspoiledshow. You can follow Brendan at Brendan from Beer. Please leave us reviews on iTunes. Mention us on Reddit and help us get new listeners. And keep listening. Thanks so much. We'll see you again soon with a new chapter. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.